So I said, I quit. She's like, you just going to make that decision right now? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm making it and I'm sticking with it. She said, ride it out for two more weeks. I did it two weeks, went back to her. I said, I still quit. University of Alabama's Colorado's College of Business, it's Bama Means Business, a podcast that reveals amazing stories from those people who both inspire and make a difference in our community. I'm Cole Stevens, and on the show today, Tremaine McIntosh. Tremaine was born and raised in Birmingham, Alabama, eventually moving to Florida to learn the trade of welding. This is the first part of our three-part series with Tremaine. Thank you for joining us today, Tremaine. Hey, thank you. This may seem like a very wide-reaching question, but could you explain to us your life story from where you were born to how you got to Birmingham now? Well, I was born in Birmingham, Alabama, not far from where we are now. So I grew up in pretty much rough neighborhood. So I grew up across the street from Insula High School. If you drive down the street a couple blocks and go down there, it's a, it's a burnt-up school now. They actually turn it into a... Um, affordable housing, I think they're going to turn into like a whole communal or whatnot, which I think would be good for the neighborhood. But I grew up around here, got one brother, grew up with mom and dad. I went to J.O., uh, graduated in 2009. I was in the band. I played football. I did a lot of extracurricular activities. I stayed at most of my life. So it's pretty much what came into my life as an adult. So now... I just pretty much took that from a child to an adult. Now I just do some of everything. So going back to your relationship with your family, what was it like having dynamics of another brother and both parents? Were you guys really close, cohesive? Like you said, you were being very active, being out of the house during high school, especially. What was that like for yourself? I want to say the best memory goes back to like nine years old. Nine years old is kind of why I went out on my own little adventure starting out so that's when i started traveling with the football team the band and all that stuff i literally started the band at my elementary school i was the only person in the band for like the first year but i didn't care because i was like you know if i'm gonna be the band i'm gonna be the band like i had a lot of instruments to play with i didn't have to share with nobody so i could sit there and learn whatever i wanted to learn that day so it was cool then after so long we ended up man going up to about five or six people and all that stuff so that was like one of my, that's one of the things that started notice that I was a leader and not a follower mm. because most people would be like, I'm not going to be in the band by myself. I said, you know what? So be it. I'll be the only person in the band. So being the only person in the band, I got perks because the classes kind of went around me and I literally went to other schools and stuff and went to little competitions and stuff. And I was the only person out. So for my school, so I got to represent the whole squad. So I kind of like that, though. That's awesome. And your experience in, in high school, did you work while you were in high school? Obviously, you said you were in the band, you played football. Did you work at all? So when I was in high school, I was actually running a company in high school. So my dad got a company called Evermet. So with, with that being said, we worked on houses and commercial properties. So I started wiring houses when I was nine years old, too. So during the summer, I go work with my dad. He used to pay me like 30 or some dollars a month. I mean, 30 or some dollars a day. 
So you do the math, you work five days, you have made you $150. You only like nine years old. So you go buy a, a pair of shoes back then was like $60. So you you good. You get whatever you want. You're set right there. So I'm set. I worked for like the two, three months that I'm in school, uh, doing the summer. And then like when August hits, time to go back to school. If I wanted some different clothes than what my parents wanted to buy me, I could just buy them. Don't even have to worry about it. Toys, games, whatever I want, just buy it. I made enough money during the summer to just do what I wanted to do. So that was pretty cool. So when I got to sixth grade, once I was able to kind of, I was kind of efficient at wiring houses. So we started building houses from the ground up. So we actually built a subdivision called Mountain View. It's in uh, we know the area. We actually built, actually wired up, but my daddy friend was the builder. So he was the GC of the whole project. And I was just that one kid that shows up every day. So while doing all that, you know, as a kid, you like a sponge. So I'm sitting on these job sites every day. We there 10, 12 hours. You never know how long we're going to be there. But I'm sitting there, as of being the only kid, a lot of guys got kids and stuff. So everybody like kind of watched after me. So they doing something, kid being interested, I'm going to walk up and like, hey, what you doing? They'll literally sit there and show me how to lay some brick, or I might start nailing some studs on some walls or something. Me as a kid, I'm having fun, not knowing that this is a highly paid skill that I'm going to eventually use in life. Building houses has a lot of intricate parts to it. Like you said, wiring refers to electrical work, correct? Right. Sort of like, your, was your dad an electrician? Yeah, my dad is an electrician. He's an actual electrical engineer. Wow. He used to work at a Pimco building, the uh, EKC-135s, which is the big old airplanes that everybody, you know, pretty much the jumbo plane, pretty much. And as a kid, I used to go and actually go and go in the airplanes and sit there, like, bring your kid to work day or something. So I used to go in there and see all the planes. I go see how my dad wired the cockpits and stuff like that. And then I was thought it was pretty interesting. So whoever would have thought I would have got an adult and started doing it. You said you have a lot of interest. Did your dad push you? Like, obviously, he wasn't dragging you to these work sites every single day. Like, there's part of you that wanted to be there. But do you think he was a big inspiration for you growing up? Um. Yeah, I can say he was. But he never pushed me to do it. I just... I used to be up before he did. All right, Dad, we got to get ready to go. Um, truck already loaded. He's like, what? I just got out of bed. I'm like, oh, I already been up. It's already loaded. We're ready to go. It's, it's a youthful energy right there. Yeah, I was young, so I'm up. I'm ready to go. I'm all excited. I'm like, I don't know what I'm finna do today. I might be riding in. I might be driving a bobcat. I might be building a wall. I might be putting a window in, tub, laying some tile. You never know. So... I'm the only kid, so I get to have all the fun. Like, I do whatever. So I just like that. This may be a little bit of an off-topic question, but if I challenged you to build your house from the ground up, do you think you could? Oh, most definitely. There we go. Maybe yeah. in the future we're going to have to see, witness this, if we can oh, yeah. get it going. Well, I'm going to train people to do it now. Uh, exactly. We'll get around to that with right. the God gifted hands. You graduate high school. What are your plans upon graduation? What, what do you want to do? When I graduated high school, I really didn't have a plan, but I was trying to figure it out. So I was like, okay, I was in the band, so I had a full ride co uh, college scholarship to go to Miles. So I was like, hey, that's, that's give me something to do, you know. 
to like figure it out. But while I was in high school, I did, I was leading this uh group called Future Career Leads of America. So in this group, that was like we had means like weekly means or whatnot, and all these people was actually working jobs while we was in high school. So a part of this program, my job was to make sure people's resume was good, make sure they was following up on their calls, make sure I print out the memos, just pretty much organizing it for real. And it wasn't, I, I didn't realize how good of a skill it was till my teacher started crying one day. She literally came to me and said, she said, this is the first time in the history of this school, and I've been doing this 20 years, where everybody in our program got a job. So I literally made sure everybody had a job. Like literally, I was typing up their resumes. I find out what they was good at, send it to the people. People call them back. They got a job next week. I mean, they couldn't turn them down. Like the resume looked good. You did this in high school. And I'm like, they was like, okay, cool. We're going to hire you. That seems like to go back to the idea of you being a leader, like just a born leader, very outgoing. Would you describe yourself as an extrovert? No, I'm actually an introvert. <laughs> that's the crazy part about it. Why do you say that? Because I really don't even like talking like that. It's just people draw to me. So since even all the way back to when I was in elementary school, I was always in charge of everything. And one of the things that it was made it kind of weird is I did not like being in charge. That's how it works. Like, God give you a gift, and most of the time that gift is something that you really don't even like. So I really didn't like being in charge. I literally tried to do everything possible not to be in charge. <laughs> and it seemed like every time, it's like it's other people might volunteer to be in charge, but everybody be like, nah, he going to be in charge. I'm like, oh, man, I, I guess I didn't hide in full enough in the back or something. I must have did something. Honestly, they're picking on you for your skill. What did you go to college for? Um, I actually didn't even declare a major. So I went to college for two years. I just took pretty much the classes I wanted to take because I like I go for free. I'm like, I don't really desire to graduate college, but I just want to see experience. Mm. Just say, I, okay, I did that because I already did trade work. So it was like, I'm pretty good at that. And I know that I'm going to make good money in it. So when it got uh, time to uh, pick my major, the counselor called me. We had to sit down. She's like, what do you want to major in? I said, I don't know. I said, what can I do to make money? She said, nothing guaranteed to make you money. I said, okay. I quit. <laughs> she was like, you quit? I said, you just told me if I go through school and I take four to five years to graduate that I wasn't going to make no money. So me being a tradesman, I know that if I leave here today, I go make some money doing electrical work. Well, at that time, I did most of the electrical work and working on cars because I was, and that's all I really focused on. So I'm like, I know I go do that and I can make a good living. So why would I sit there and dedicate the next two or three years of my life to college? And you telling me I might just be able to get a regular job. So I said, I quit. She's like, you just going to make that decision right now? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm making it, and I'm sticking with it. She said, ride it out for two more weeks. I did it two weeks, went back to her. I said, I still quit. She said, so you really just made that decision a split second like that? I said, well, you already told me that 
I'm not finna make no money doing it, but I'm going to owe y'all all this money. Just so happened I was on a full ride, but she didn't know that. So I was like, you know, I understand I'm going to do something else. I'm literally finna go to welding school. Now, this before I found out the details of going to welding school. So, all right, I quit the job, whatnot. Then I went and I started looking for a regular job. I said, okay, since she's told me a regular job is going to pay the same if I went to college, let's see what type of job I could get. So I ended up working a couple of jobs for the temp service. Then I found a job on Craigslist. Weirdest job ever. I never had a job like a, a real, real job. You know how some people work for Walmart? I never worked for like a company at all. I always did contracting work. So I was working with this company called Corn Rap. I don't even know if they still around or not. I know they ended up leaving right before I went to well school. But I'm going to go on that story. I got a job on Craigslist. Now, you know Craigslist is sketchy. So I was like, forget it. I'm going to try it and see what it do. Went up there, talked to the guy. We sat there, talked for maybe 10 minutes. He showed me around the place. Now, where we was working at was Loomis Fargo. That's where they count the money at. So when you walk in the building, it's millions of dollars, like, everywhere. It's money just stacked up everywhere, like, you couldn't fathom how much money was just sitting in the middle of the floor. You like, and I'm looking at him like, I'm 20 years old at this time, so I'm just looking at him like, wow, this is really happening. Come to find out, I was not even old enough to be on the property. For real, I was not old enough to be on the property because you're supposed to be 21 to work there. But because I had went as a contractor with another company, I was able to get on the property and work the job. So literally to this day, I'm probably the youngest person that ever went inside that building. And what was your job working there? Um, I actually ran a machine and we had to count the change. So all the pennies and, and quarters and half dollars and all that, we literally had to set up machines and run them. What did your parents think about your decision to quit college? Were they in support of it? Did they want you to complete it? Was there any pushback from them? No, they just kind of just like, you know, you go do your own thing anyway, because I've kind of always been self-driven person. So if they told me not to do it, it wasn't going to help. So they just like, we're not even going to, we just going to let him do his own thing. Whatever he do, he's going to make the best decision. So you're working for that company. And at a certain point, you want to get back in the trade. You want to pursue welding, correct? Yeah, machine operating is considered a trade, too. Okay. So machine operating, you pretty much, if you don't know how to fix a machine, at that job, it was going to be very difficult for you because the machines is like corns and stuff get stuck in random spots. You got to be able to fix that and get it back to running because you're on a produ production quota. And then you don't have no supervisor on site. So I didn't have no boss, man. I literally just came to work, did my job clocked in on the phone, clocked out on the phone, and go home. That's it. It's like literally there was no supervision at all. That, that That's a lot of trust for someone at 20, 21 years old, isn't it? Yeah, it really was. Like That's why they said you got to be 21 older to get the job. Do you think you always had that level of trust that was just around you, that idea that people took you for your word? that they believed what you were saying, that you always went about holding your word? Yeah, they, everybody pretty much trusts me to this day. Like, prime example, 
my um I drive old school cars. I like nothing but old school cars. My newest car right now is a '98 Tudo Tahoe. My friend literally just got just gave me the keys to his kind of newer truck. It was a 2009 with well, yeah 2009 Silverado with the rims of the truck. You see me pull up in mm-hmm. nice looking truck, right? Yeah. Just gave me the keys to it. Drive it as long as you need to till you get your truck running. There you go. Right, that's a perfect estimate. Okay, to cool. You know, he said just fix the front end. You can drive it as long as you need it. That's where you know it goes back to the Bible and it says God make your gift make room for you. Like we were talking about earlier, your gift made room for you. So me having a gift made room for me to borrow the truck. If I had to rent one from the, the rental car place, that'd be what almost a couple of grand a week. Some truck saying, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, they want a lot of money for a truck. You, what pushed you from machine operating to welding? Well, at that time, I I actually enjoyed the job. So what ended up happening, the job ended up phasing out. So, um, the company I was working for was literally getting moved out that location. Because they went automated with they with their system, so when they did that, they was like the company I worked for was like, okay, we're gonna give you our severance package and we're gonna end our contract right now. Now during this time, I had a uh, I was already interested in welding. My friend Daddy was a welder, and I was literally like after that after that time where. After that time when I met with that counselor, I was thinking about, like, what should I do? Because I'm like, electrical is what my daddy did. And, okay, that's cool. So I started looking around to see what else was out there. And then I stumbled up on welding. Then one day I just happened to see a guy next door to one of my friend's house welding. I said, oh, yeah, I want to do that. I was sold. First time ever seen it. And I literally got to the point while I was working at the job, I ended up buying a motorcycle because I was working on going to school, but I wasn't able to go to school because first they said I made too much money at that age. So at that age, it was like, since you made, you was already making 30 some thousand dollars a year. You can't get financial aid or anything like that. And then like my parents weren't able to just pay for me to go to school. So I was like, okay, can't get financial aid. Okay. What can I do? All right. Take out a loan. So, okay, I ain't got no credit. So now I got to build credit. So I'm like, what can I do to build credit? I'm going to buy a motorcycle. Now, that did not go well with my mama when I told her that. (laughs) She didn't even know I bought. When I bought the motorcycle, she didn't believe me. (laughs) But she like, you never lied to me. So I know one day you're going to pop up with a motorcycle. I just don't know when. Like, I literally had already paid for it and everything. She said, where the motorcycle is if you already paid for it and everything? I said, is that the dealership? She said, why you ain't, why you ain't bring it home? I said, I can't ride a motorcycle. <laughs> She's like, you can't ride a motorcycle, but you bought one. I said, I'm going to learn once I get it home. She's like, that, that sounds crazy. She said, I don't believe. So a couple of days go by. Now, this time I bought the, brand, the motorcycle brand new. So when you buy something brand new, they got to test ride it. They got to make sure everything functions like it's supposed to. So they did that for like the three days or whatever. So when I finally brought the motorcycle home, I had to get somebody else to go get it because I still couldn't ride. 
So after we got it like in the neighborhood, hopped on it, learned how to ride. From that day until I wrecked the motorcycle in Florida, I drove it every day. I got real good at it. So I was like, okay, cool. This is my transportation. So literally, I want to say the job had shut down in like July. And I was moving towards going to welding school. And I ended up wrecking my bike then. It wasn't like no major wreck. It was like an older lady had bumped me off of it. Wasn't that major, but I had kind of tweaked my wrist a little bit. So I had took like a couple of months off to actually get my wrist back together so I could go to welding school. So after that, I kind of just chilled out. So, okay, I already failed one time. I'm not going to ride it as much. I still had two cars at the time, too. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to ride as much. Once the time came for me to go to welding school, day of it, nobody want to take me. So I'm like, okay, nobody want to take me. Cool. So I get upset. I go hop on the motorcycle. I said, I'm finna go figure out how I'm gonna get there. I literally went to the motorcycle store, bought one of them nice rain suits, went to Walmart, bought the biggest bag that I could scrap to the back of the seat, and went home and started packing the bag. So my mama come in the room, she's like, what you doing? I said, um, getting ready to go to welding school. She said, how you gonna get there? I said, I opened the window up and just flopped the window open. Say, you see this bike right here? I just bought this like six months ago, right? And it's brand new. I might only have like a good hundred some miles on it. I said, I'm finna scrap this motorcycle, this bag to the back of this motorcycle, and I'm finna go down here to school. And I'll be back in a couple of years. She said, she's sitting there looking at me like, I can't change your mind, can you? She's like, I already know that. So she went in her room. So that time I kept packing my bags and all that. Went out there. I bought some scraps from AutoZone, scrapped it down, got it nice and tight, put on my rain suit, got me some headphones. I was like, oh, I'm ready to ride now. So she came outside. My, her and my brother was like, you really finna ride this motorcycle to Jacksonville, Florida? I was like, yeah, ain't nobody gonna do it for me. So I gotta do it on my own. She started crying and all this stuff. My brother's like, I don't know about this one. Like, this, I don't know about that. You don't even know when you finna sleep tonight. I was like, you know what? It's okay. I'll figure it out once I get there. They's like, it's an eight-hour ride, though. I said, I got eight hours to think about it. So by the time I get there, you know, I'm going to have it figured out by then because I ain't got nobody else to talk to. I'm on a motorcycle. So I can't talk about it, but God and myself, that's it. That's Tremaine McIntosh, founder of God Gifted Hands. And thanks so much for listening to Bama Means Business. If you're not a subscriber, please do subscribe to our podcast wherever you get yours. And of course, check out our website at culverhouse.ua.edu to learn more about the Culverhouse College of Business and what it has to offer. And as always, roll tide.